So put your hands together and let's welcome the Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce. You have a testimony. Just tell your neighbor we overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. It's a scripture. Some of you are just standing. I said, tell your neighbor. Tell your neighbor. We overcame by the blood. I said, tell your neighbor. Tell the one on the other side. We overcame by the blood of the Lamb. The word of our Hallelujah. Do you know that so many of us in the house, we have testimonies. Good things have happened to you and you are sitting down on them. And then you are echoing what the devil is saying to you. Oh, I'm feeling shy. You. Look at your neighbor and look at your neighbor and say, you are what? You. When you were fornicating, you were not feeling shy. When you were rapping a girl, you were not shy. When you were stealing, you were not shy. All the other things you were doing, you were not shy. Now come and share your testimony. You say that you are shy. This song is for you. That's the chorus. Let's go. We overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. One last time. We overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. One more time. We overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. The scripture says, and they overcame him. Who is the him? The devil. Some of you, you have had some situations over and over and over. Here is the scripture. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. It's not just having fun that we are doing. Amen. Oh, I said amen. Tell your neighbor a testimony. A short one. A short one. A short one. You have forgotten the village that you come from. You shouldn't even be alive as you are standing here. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for every testimony you have given to us, the ones we have spoken about, the ones we have not spoken about. Thank you for delivering us, saving us, keeping us, looking after us. We are grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. I see you too. Tell your neighbor that you are alive and it's part of the testimony. We do a lot of very funny things. Yesterday, I was driving down a street, a very narrow street, and there were these group of young people and they were just standing half in the street and half, you know, and a car was coming and then it occurred to me and I said, you know, it doesn't occur to us that we could die. Yeah, our mind doesn't work like that. 
I mean, as you are standing in the street and not moving, you are assuming that the driver has seen you. But you don't know that brakes fail. Yeah, we don't know. This week, this week I had to be in Accra for something and at a point we were in a queue, there's a traffic light, and a guy passed by the car. Then he hit the car. He said, move. When we looked, there was a truck coming. It had missed its, um, lost its, I don't know if he lost his brake. I didn't think so. I felt that he didn't start braking fast enough. And he was coming downhill. And so he began to try to climb the curb. Are you there? And it occurred to me that we almost die so many times in this, our nation, in which we do not think two steps ahead. We only do what we are doing now. Hey, are you there? Hey, you are very quiet. The week before that, we had come out of the house for something or other, and then somebody had forgotten something and had to go back in. Someone had left the iron on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, deliverance. He delivers us. Sometimes it's not even from the enemy, our own self. I mean, if you are ironing something, will you not switch the iron off? Abba. I mean, ask your neighbor, will you not switch the iron off? I mean, come on. Yeah, but somehow it wasn't switched off and we didn't know. It was just that, just that so-called delay. Oh, I have forgotten my something, something, something. The person comes over and says, hey, the iron has been left on, no? Wow. I wonder divine escapes. May you have divine escapes throughout, throughout, throughout. Hallelujah. Sometimes it's not even your mistake. Somebody else's mistake. Yeah, there's no reason why you were not the one on the VIP. That crashed. Yeah. You just happened not to be the one. It could have been us. Ah, or you don't take VIP. Oh, the most of us here is VIP that has been saving us. Hey. Hey, oh me, I only fly. You, sh- you should say an even bigger amen. Oh. Ah. <laughs> I don't want to mention the name in the microphone because they can sue me. A certain airline. Oh. Drama. If it is not their engine that is burning, if their brake that is not working, and you have been flying it in and out and you are still alive. Hey. Tell your neighbor and say, listen, we have testimonies. We have testimonies. Eh? You had malaria, then you went and took Procode. We, did, we don't take Procode to solve malaria. But somehow you are alive. Eh. Hey. It's fantastic. Hallelujah. Amen. Now listen, if you are sitting and you are a little uncomfortable, don't worry. We, are, we, can, we can handle it. Our church is, is going to be built. Amen. It's expanding. Yeah, so it's not a problem, okay? just for a short time. Amen. Let's go back to the scripture we read last week and we just want to finish talking about this. I'm reading from Luke chapter 15 from verse 11. And he said a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. I mean, this is a very interesting verse because many times we only think that the prodigal son got his inheritance. The Bible says he divided it. The older one got and the younger one also got. Are you there? Not many days after, the younger son gathered all together. He took his everything and took his journey into a far country and there wasted, wasted his substance with riotous living. When he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land and he began to be in want. He went and joined himself to a citizen of that country 
and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks and the swine, that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. The father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Hallelujah. We started to look at this very well-known story last week, and I was sharing a few things with you, and I shared with you the fact that there are two kinds of children, obedient and rebellious. <clears throat> Ask your neighbor, uh, excuse me, where do you fall? Obedient or re- rebellious? And if you remember, I was telling... Look, don't follow another person who... You don't know the, the, the discussion they have had somewhere as it appears as all of you are doing something. Amen? I also talked about the fact that this young man, he, he, he turned away from God, took his things and went far away. And I talked to you about remembering your creator in the days of your youth. Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 1. Are you in the house or you have forgotten all this already? Yeah. And he took and he went a far country, went far away. Now, I just want to make a point this morning that the older brother also had his inheritance. The scripture says he divided unto them his living. So the younger brother had some and the older brother had. But the older brother, we don't see him gathering himself to go away. Amen. Some people, it is what they have that leads them astray. But it is possible to have things and not be led astray. It's possible for God to bless you and you don't stop worshipping him. It's possible for God to take care of you and you are still following him. Hallelujah. Because the older brother, he was not influenced by what he received. But the younger one was. If the younger brother had just planned to travel, he would have come and said, Daddy, I want to travel. Then he would travel. But as he received his things and he realized that, Charlie, traveling to, I can travel. And as I'm traveling, I can go and I can leave all these people behind. You know. Then he made his decision to travel and he left. Do not allow what you have or do not have to be the reason why you go or you don't go. Are you understanding me? I said, don't allow what you have or you do not have to dictate. So many people are influenced by their circumstances. What is around you? Circumstance. What is around? Circumstance. Are you here? But if you allow circumstances to lead you, it won't be hard to fall into trouble. This whole week we've spent time praying. How many of you took part in the prayer? And we have been praying for one thing, the will of God. Lord, let your will be done. Let your will be done. Please, can you turn this thing for me a little? Let your will be done. Are you in the house? Why are we praying for the will of God to be done? Because at the end of the day, we don't really know what is good for us and what is not. Hmm. Or you know what's good for you. 
some of you, the cause that you are doing, you are protesting every day as you go. But you don't realize, you don't know that in the future is that cause, no. That same cause. I remember when I was an Greek student. And every once in a while, we used to memor because it is the most crazy syllabus ever. Yeah. You're always doing, the subjects are always so many. People count their subjects per semester in single digits. And at Greek alone, it was in double digits. And you wonder, what are they trying to do? Are they trying to make a mathematician out of you? Are they trying to make you an English student? Are they trying to make you a vet? Are they trying to make you what? Are you there? And, and, and it was like, why? And you have to do so many exams. You start on day one of the exams. Sometimes two exams a day. And you keep going, ah, so we start at the beginning, we end at the end. Ah, how? When you are there, you, your lecture day, it begins... 7.30, when you are going, your friends doing certain subjects, I don't want to mention, they are in the room. Then, <laughs> you, go, <laughs> you go all the way, you spend the whole day, you leave them in the room, then you go, then you come back and meet them in the room, and then you wonder that, ah! <laughs> all of us, all of us, are we not all in school that way? I mean, what is the meaning of this? But later on in life, you discover that if the tide turns this way, you can turn. If it turns that way, you turn. It goes underground, you can do. It turns this way. Yeah, because of what you did. Hey, are you in the house? The church is suddenly very quiet. (laughs) Amen. So don't let circumstances lead you. Be led by the will of God. Amen. So this guy gathered everything, and then he traveled far away. And he didn't want anybody to talk his matter. And I believe last week, I spent some time like that because there are some people here, you don't want anyone to talk your matter. It is better for you to die Mm, than to be where nobody can talk to you. The Bible says that better a poor and wise child than than an old and foolish king who can no longer be advised. Yeah. Better you are a child, better you are poor, better you don't have anything than to have everything, cry, and even be a king. But the Bible says he was old and foolish. And what was the reason for the old and foolish? The fact that he would not accept advice. Ask your neighbor, can somebody advise you? Is there a living person who can talk to you? Some of you, when they try to advise you, hey, when you look at you, and you look at me, they are coming to advise you. You are coming to advise me. Hey! Somebody must be able to advise you. Hello? Somebody must be able to advise you. If not, tell God that he should take you to heaven now. Yeah, because when you cannot be advised, sooner or later, you will miscarry. You will miscarry. You will go off. Because we can't advise you. You are walking. The thing ends here. But we can't advise you. What's going to happen? <laughs> Is it only going to be a fall? It's going to be an almighty fall. Or you don't get my point. Because there's something here, but nobody can tell you that watch your step. One more step and you are going to fall. So you walk with confidence. And imagine that you come even from just this distance with confidence. Your face will collect it. (laughs) Hey! Ask your neighbor again, can you be advised? Because as I am here, I've met so many of you who cannot be advised. Those who even get get on my nerves are the ones you have come. You say you are coming for advice. I actually opened my mouth and I advised you. And when you went, you didn't do any. And then you came back again. Then one day I was reading Mike, Mike Maddox's book, The Law of Recognition. 
and there's a chapter how to recognize a fool and then he said <laughs> then one of the points he says a fool is somebody who advises somebody who does not take their advice and continues to advise. I said, hey! Hey! I can show you the book. It's one of the definitions of a fool that you have advised the person. He didn't take it. Then he has come back again. And you have advised again. And he didn't take it. And you have come back again. You the one advising him, not the one who gave you the one. I said, I have been delivered from such folly. Ah, because somebody who is advised and doesn't take it is the same as somebody who cannot be advised. Yeah. Wow. And so this young man went far away so nobody could talk to him. And there he wasted his substance. And I spent a little time saying that God has given you substance. There's something that you have that is uniquely you, that is yours, that is a blessing to you. Hallelujah. And when you waste it, it becomes a problem. A. When you waste it. How do we waste it? Some people waste it like this guy did in riotous living. But others waste it by failing to recognize that it is even there. You can waste what God gave to you by saying that it's not even there. What's the use? What's the point? So many singers in this church, you are wasting the voice. They say I shouldn't say it, I've said it. So many dancers in the church, but you are wasting the flexible legs and the flexible waist. You know, you have not met somebody whose legs cannot move before. I remember the very first choir, <laughs> the very first choir I built, there was a guy in it who couldn't dance. The, 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 I'm not talking about the kind of dancing that dancing stars do. What's the commonest dance for? Abide. <laughs> Isn't it? Ah! I thought abide is something everybody can do. Till I found somebody. She said, the body is so stiff that we can only lift. I am, look, I am not exaggerating. I can even show you his bishop. You can go and ask him. He will remember the name of the guy. Yeah. But you, flexible like rubber, wasting your substance. Or you go and use it in the wrong place. Hey, waste. Are you here? Some of you, the Lord has given you a good brain, but it's wasting. You don't use it much. If you use your brain only to pass exams, it's not much in use. How many, how many times a year do you do exams? Twice a year. That's all. So you use your brain twice. Oh. <laughs> hey, let us continue. Then he goes on to say that he wasted it with riotous living and when he had spent all. I don't know why sometimes the crises seem to come after you have spoiled the case. When you have spent all. When you have spent all. You have wasted it. It is when a man has wasted his youth and then he now, you know, he spent it on different women, having different children. Now suddenly he's an old man. And he's there. It's now that the crisis is about to come. That's when he has now got cancer. 
That's when he has now lost the ability to walk. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? And it's a repeated story. Why are you looking at me like I'm saying something strange? It's now he remembers he had a first wife. Hey? Shababu. Yeah. It's a very wild thing. But he wasted everything here. And when he had spent all, when all of it was gone, there arose a mighty famine. This morning I came to talk to you about some of the things in life that you cannot prevent. Are you here? I'm speaking to you because this generation, you need to learn faith again if you didn't learn it before. Many of you have the kind of faith that you needed to be saved. Some of you, even that one, as you are coming, you have been going to church, but you don't have the faith to believe God to be saved. Even that one. Are you here? But this mighty famine represents the things in life that you cannot help. And unfortunately, it is not according to whether you serve God or not that determines whether you are subject to a famine or not. Why am I saying this? Some of you, when trouble comes, the first thing that you say is, why me? Ah, if not you, then who? <laughs> Hello? Are you in the house? If not you, then who? Please ask your neighbor. Why do you think that somebody else should have troubles and you shouldn't? The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. It's only that it says, but the Lord delivers them. So you by all means feel the affliction. There's something. It means that it's there. And it's not just, troubles do not just come to disobedient people. Troubles are part of life. It's not only unbelievers whose, whose parents can die when they are young. Sometimes believers. Turn your Bible, Luke chapter 6. I'm reading from verse 47. Whosoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when, not if, when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. Verse 49. But he that hears and does not do is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth, against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. Do you notice that whether the house was built on a rock or on the flat ground, there was a storm? Do you notice that whether it was built on a rock or the flat ground, the winds blew? Do you notice that whether it was built, in fact, I think it is the Matthew version that says, and the floods came up. Here it says the stream. So both were subjected to various conditions. Amen. The winds were trying to batter the house. The floods were trying to fill the house and empty it and bring it down. 
The rain kept on pouring in both instances. So the fact that you believe in God is not a protection against the floods of life or the storms of life. Get it and get it well today. It will spare you a lot of useless crying because the time that you need when there is a flood to begin to pick up the things that are down on the ground and put them a little higher so that they will not spoil. That's the time that you waste. And asking God questions that have no answers. Why me? Did you ever get an answer? It's a question. I said, did you ever get an answer? Did you ever hear that? Oh, because you are like this or like that. You know, the worst ones are those who even find a reason. Oh, because I was disobedient. Because I committed an abortion. Listen to me. Don't commit an abortion. But if even you do, it's a sin. Just confess. Finish. Yeah, because when you start to say, it's because I did this one that I got that. What about your other sins? If God were to hold your sins against you, can you be alive? Should we try right now? I just call one person and then I start to level his accusations against him. Oh, just one person. In fact, I just need one leader. Who didn't pray this morning? Number one. Who came late? Number two. Who therefore couldn't gather his people? Now, should I continue? Then I will add how when you saw my text on the page, you rolled your eyes upside down. Hey! So you see that even among people who are leaders, we are not free. And then you are saying that God has taken one sin. And he's holding the one saying, no, 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 why did you take only one? Oh. 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 Amen. Are you in the house? <laughs> hey, I like the Bible because Charlie, he's very simple. If, if, he says, if you confess your sins, eh, he is faithful and just to forgive you. How many? Oh. Why are you trying to keep some? Then there are also those who will now come and count people's sins against them. And you are also here. You are not afraid. You are not afraid. You are like the man in the book who the, in the Bible where they said that he owed a certain man and the man released him and said, oh, he went, he back. I've left you for free. Then he went and held his neighbor by the neck. Everything that you are owing, pay me. Can you pay us? No, they caught him. He was now in trouble. Wow. Hallelujah. So I want you to understand that things can happen. I'm not saying that you should lie under them or call them. I'm just saying that in the face of life, in the day-to-days of life, things happen. Storms come. And when they do come, what makes the difference is what you have built. Whether your Christian faith is solid, built on foundations, or inframa. And I am afraid, I, I am sad to say that many of you, you are just eh. Hey. Hey, Pastor, how do you know? Do you want me to start from over there or over here? I can just start asking you the most common scriptures. Uh, they say I should come over there. Uh, I should go over here. I should, what, in the middle? Just a few scriptures that you will stand up and say. Just a few. Very common scriptures. Scriptures about your faith, you will discover 
that probably only those in the front seat. Even that one, Sam. Are you here? Yeah. Some of you, I should give you the uh, media guys' work. Should I give them your work so that they will now, so that you will now come and type in there, even to find which word that if you type it will bring up the best. You will not be able to find it. Yeah. Are you in the house or you have traveled? That's why I'm saying that your what is the foundation. The rock is Jesus, the word. How much word do you have? Stay for lay school and learn a little, and then you are now bringing yourself. Hey, but how look? We have been in church for a very long time. Don't, don't give me that one. Don't give me that one. The days of the week, there are seven. How many do you give to, give to God? The few hours that you are giving, that one too is an issue. At this your age, where most of you, as far as I know, you don't have a wife, you don't have a husband, unless you have and I don't know about it. Most of you, as you are here, there is no child yet creating drama about food. You have just yourself. And at this time in your life, I'm saying to you, take a little time, get some scriptures into your belly. You will need it. You will need it. It is not when your son has got 40 degree fever and is lying in cut and the nurse has poked him for the 15th time to run a line. That's not when you are going to learn the scripture. It had better be in your belly. Now. And how is it going to get there? You will, as you are there, you have not been reading your Bible. And somebody is there, tell them. It's you I'm talking to, not them. <laughs> talking to please i need somebody to go outside and make sure that those who are sleeping are woken up and those who are on their phones put it off because the fact that you are outside doesn't make you exempt from the preaching hey hey (laughs) are you in the house yeah at least you have come to church bother to listen to the small word that you are going to hear for the week then when you come as you have arrived in church, then you start to give us pressure to close early. So that you go and do what, my dear? Explain it to me. Hey, the church is very good. Hey, but we had a certain service and then they are brought... Why are you complaining? The whole day actually belongs to God. Though. The whole day. It's just because of how you are. Like Moses, we have taken wisdom to shorten it. Yeah. When the people were following, they were asking Jesus, is it legal to divorce? Then Jesus said, that's not the point. It is not, le- it is not correct. But your hardness of heart is what made Moses say that you can divorce. So actually, this half day that we spend in church is because of your hardness of heart. Yeah, It's the whole day that should go to him. Yeah. So that you have spent your whole seven, I mean, Sunday, so that now from Monday to Saturday, whatever is buffeting you, you have the strength to stand. But you have faced us. Uh, so in many churches, Sunday is a one-hour service. What can you get from a one-hour service? What can you get by eating a meal once a week? And then you are surprised on Wednesday that you feel like fainting. Something's wrong with you. How can you eat on Sunday and be surprised that you are fainting on Wednesday? You should expect to faint. 
And the thing that is true physically is also true spiritually. How can you listen to a, a 15 or 20 minute sermon and walk around for the rest of the week? What are you going to do when the storm begins to rock? What are you going to do when the rain begins to fall? You are now calling your pastor. This past week we said, come and pray. All the praise, prayers, it was for who? Ourselves. Oh. You, your personal God, will of God. You didn't come. Eh? Some of you pray different places. Others too. I'm just walking. So as you are now walking through your life and you didn't ask God about the will of God. And then you now come to the crossroad. Am I getting married to Rosemary or to, or to Abla? You have not prayed about the will of God. That's why you are now using vital statistics to choose a wife. And when you use... Oh, no, I'm very serious about what I'm saying. I had a church member who used to come to my house every day. He has a chronicle. His wife was really wild. And he brought me this chronicle. I should have written the book, another chapter of chronicles. But one day, I just asked him, Sorry, but where did you meet your wife? Say, hmm. He said, Mommy, I was a Christian, and I backslid. And when I, when I backslid, I used to go to nightclubs, do this and that. I met her in the nightclub. I said, Oh, brother. I said, Then this one, dear patience. To us, if you meet a wife in the nightclub, you must know that during the day, Bats are awake at night. They sleep by day. You can't complain. Hey! But you see, when you have that prayer time, praying for the will of God for your life, that prayer guides your life and moves you on. The house is built on what foundation? This young man wasted everything and suddenly a famine came up in the land and he began to be in want. And there are many people in the church today who are in want. And when I say you are in want, I'm not only referring to your empty pocket, but there are many who need something to help them in life, something to deliver us, something to to help us in this work that we have that we don't know what... Do you know that we don't even know what's going to happen tonight? Yeah. We are more helpless than we realize. You, you can't even tell. As you fall asleep, what is the guarantee you are waking up? You know, the fact that we often do doesn't mean that some people don't. Hey. So as we are walking, we don't know what's ahead of us. And the scripture says he began to be in want. Many are in want. You are there. You are trying to learn. The learning is not learning. What do you do? The project is not projecting. What do you do? Yeah. Your father and your mother have decided to part and you are in the middle. Hey, school fees have not, have not been paid. And the semester is moving. Time today is... I mean, I can lift the ones. So many of them. So many of them. The man began to be in need. But remember, he had run away already from God. So what happened? He went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. Some of you, after you have run away from God, you have gone to join yourself to a citizen of the world. What do you think will happen to you? Hmm. Hello? I said, what do you think will happen? When you rebel against God in your trouble, you will look elsewhere. And some of you, you are here, but you have gone elsewhere. Hello? 
as you are here, some boyfriend is blowing you and paying your fees. No, it's true. It's true. Please, let's be real. Let's be real. I mean, if I offend you by saying it like this, I'm sorry, but actually I'm not sorry. That's the reality. But the truth is that you never learned to depend on God. That's why now, this guy who is not even nice, Now doing whatever he wants just to pay your bills because you didn't find God and you didn't know that God could help you. You are now in want and you have turned to a citizen of this land. You've turned to a citizen. Hey, are you in the house? Let me read a certain part of this story because... Wow. Look at that. What did that guy do? Sent him into the fields to feed swine. You see? Because we eat pork, we don't understand what it means to a Jew to be sent to eat swine. But I want you to think of an animal you don't like. You know? (laughs) And think about the fact that you now have to spend your time looking after it. I don't know about you, but when I was living in the north, I used to work with the farmers there. The pigs would walk around People's toilet that they have dropped around, they will eat it. Yeah, they will eat it. One time we were there, there was a, so much commotion. They had gone to exhume a baby that had been buried and they were eating the corpse. Hey, the landlady by you, she should wake up. Otherwise, I'll pour water on her. <laughs> Are you in the house? Yeah. So, but, but you see, so it's a very not when you see that you don't want to eat the in fact you don't want to have anything to do with the animal that's how people who that's what a, a pig is to a jew it's like the one animal that no are you in the house the one thing that was most despising but this whatever despiseful to him that's the thing that he was given and when we fail to be who God wants us to be and we fail to draw close to him and we fail to acknowledge God for who he is and we fail to place him in that central part in our heart one day you will ask for help because there is no man and no living person who does not need help but that day when you are asking for help since you have told God that you and him you don't know him you will ask a citizen of this country and by the way the Bible says that Satan is the God of this world world. It calls him the prince of the power of the air and the god of this world. So when you turn to a citizen of this earth, what do you think he will give you? You'll feed swine. And that's why some of you, you can't believe where you have found yourself. You cannot believe it. You cannot believe it. As you look at yourself and where you have descended to, you can't believe it. Decent boy like you, Look at the images that you have on your phone. Fine boy. Three times a day. Breakfast, lunch, and supper. Hey. Are you here? Yeah. It's only a matter of time before you become a rapist. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. No, it's true. All those crimes are linked to pornography. There's a clear link. Clear, 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 clear link. Clear link. Very rare that somebody who doesn't look at pornography gets up to go and start doing those things. You are descending into a mess. Girl, when did you start walking around admiring boys and he's doing you something? 
You are saying, hey. You see, you have done your face like him. Just look straight. Nobody will know that it's you I'm talking about. <laughs> Just look, look straight. Just look straight. Keep your eyes straight. Don't look anywhere at all. Yeah. But I have, I have received texts from girls who have said to me that when I see the boy, something does me. Yeah. Let me tell you outright. It's a demon. Straight. Straight. It's not normal. I'm not talking about they are tied to a particular guy. But a girl who's walking around with feelings for boys, it's, it's a, clear, a clearly demonic. Clear. Clear. Something has taken... Oh. Yay. You are children. Yeah. One young lady said to me that this one is not they say they say. I care, I care, yes, say, yes, say. No, 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 no. She said to me directly, I said, look, when I'm there, sometimes I just get bored. Then I decide that I'm going to look for a guy. Yes. And then she leaves her room and then she starts to visit her classmates, the guys she knows around. She never fails to strike a hit. Why? Because when in you see that kind of behavior, usually it goes with a lot of you are unhappy. You are melancholic. That's why you see, don't allow yourself to be too melancholic. It's not good. It's not good. What is happening is that something is speaking to you and driving you further down. Do you understand? So in that downness, then you now say to yourself that after all what? Uh-huh. After all what? I'm useless anyway. Or I've done this before anyway. Then you go and do more. Hey, the guy who had so much money, who was living the life everybody thought they wanted, now he is there. He and pigs are having fellowship together. I mean, if you are going to fellowship with anything, eh, find a decent animal. A dog would even treat you with a little honor. Oh, a cat will show you a little affection. Now a pig. Hey. Please, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, please. You see, that's why I told you last week that I like you. Please, no pigs, no pigs. <laughs> wow. Hallelujah. But you see, when things go from bad to worse in your life, maybe you've already turned away from God and you are beginning to see things going down. At a certain point, you must begin to see that things have been allowed to go from bad to worse so that you turn to back to your father. You see, when the guy was sitting there and now he and the pigs were fighting for the food, suddenly, the Bible says he came to his senses. Amen. There are times when you are doing things, you are now out of your senses, but you don't know. The fact that somebody is saying hello, 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 it doesn't mean the person is all there. Yeah. So he was moving around, not knowing that from when he left his father's house, he was not within his own right, his own senses. Am I speaking to some people here? Because some of you, your senses are not here. Yes. And it shows in your behavior. Hey. Somebody has come to call you to church and you are facing the person. You are not okay. You're not okay. You're not okay. Somebody has come to call you to a good place. And then you are angry with the person. You are not well. You're not well. Baza, are you insulting me? Oh, how can I insult you? I'm just telling ah, if I say you are not well, it's an insult. Ah, ah. You're not well. Somebody knocks on your door. 
And then <laughs> come on. You see, you think that you are being cool and you are being something. I came today to tell you that you are not well. You are not well. Yeah, you are not well. All these kind of, you know, a lot of these so-called cool things. It's just hiding your sickness. Hey, the church is very quiet. Listen, from today, that person who is very nasty, don't fear them. That nastiness is a cover for what is not working. Yeah. Oh, this you know, it's true. When you see somebody walking around, her whole body is ajar. She's not well. She, she's not well. No, I'm telling you something. It is a cover. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. It's a cover. Yeah. It's a cover for the insecurities. It's a cover for the things that are not okay. It's a cover. They're covering the doubt and the fear. And, and they're just covering it. It's a cover. Then you try and look at it. I'm hip. Yeah, what hip? Your bum is outside. Hey. The church is very quiet this afternoon. The brother who is making everybody laugh all the time. The big whatever, whatever. Go and see. Every night he will cry before he will sleep. Go and see. The one who is moving around, bullying everybody, this, 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 and everybody thinks that this guy is very. Oh, oh, take it from me, Shelley. Shelley, he's not well. Oh, nothing. He is not well. He needs to come back to his senses. Yeah. How do you think this young man looks when the money was there? On top of the world, party after party. Life is not made up of parties. Life. It's not made up of parties. So. Parties are once in a while. So when you find yourself partying this Friday, this Saturday, next Friday, next Saturday, you are not well. I came to tell you that you are not well. Yeah. And you imagine that the party will solve it. But no matter what time the party starts, one day it's going to end. Doesn't matter what time it starts. Hey. Hmm. Push your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that every bad habit you have, usually, it was a friend who taught you? Your first drink from a friend? Your first weed from a friend? First girl you slept with was because of what a friend said or what a girl, a guy said? Yeah. Not well. <laughs> so I feel that this scripture... It's real. The Bible says that he came when he came to his senses. This afternoon, may you come to your senses. May, we, may you come to your senses. When you come to your senses, you will realize that you cannot reckon without God. When you come to your senses. When your senses have left you, then you say that, oh, I don't need God. Meanwhile, look at you. Even tonight, you can't tell us what is going to happen. You can't, can you predict tonight? Just tonight, oh, you can't predict it. Oh, I thought you said that you are you. When you cannot predict even tonight, it should show you that you are very vulnerable. Human beings, oh, we are so vulnerable, it is sad. If you are going to kill a lion, you will struggle more than to kill a human being. 
Yeah. We are so vulnerable. So the boy suddenly realized that I am nothing. I have nothing. I'm going nowhere. Soon I will die. I'm struggling with pigs for food. Hey. The day you find yourself struggling with another girl over this foolish boy. I have always wondered why they don't have a problem with the boy, but with the boy, but with each other. I don't know, maybe it's something, but I've just I've always just wondered. I don't understand. <laughs> hey. Are you in the house? It's time to turn back. And you are young enough to turn back. Even if you are 70 years old, you are young enough to turn back. Why? Because the turning back is just now. It's a turning back. The guy just came to his senses. And when he came to his senses, he said, Ah, but as I'm here, struggling with pigs for food, my father's house, they don't the servants cry. We're not even talking about the children. Let me go back home and let me, let me go and say, I'm going to be a servant. At least, I will not eat with pigs. Hallelujah. Is it a good word? I said, is it a good word? It's time to turn around somebody. Yeah, it's time to turn around. You've spent too long wasting time already. You're 24 years old. You've already spent about 10 years doing what is not even necessary. It's time to turn back. Yeah. I said, it's time to what? Turn back. He came to his senses and said, I'm going back. Hallelujah. Let me read another scripture for you. Jonah chapter 2. Because when things go from bad to worse, it's supposed to turn you towards God. Jonah chapter 2, I'm reading from verse 1. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord out of the, fish, the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of my affliction unto the Lord. Are you hearing it? I cried by reason because of what was happening to me and because of what was doing me. I cried unto the Lord. Stop being so cool and cry unto the Lord. And he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I. And you heard my voice. Hallelujah. You know, Jonah even said that because you had cast me into the deep, in the middle of the sea, and the floods compassed around me. There are times when God will allow very wild things to happen. And he's allowing it in order for you to turn and see. Amen. And turn and acknowledge the fact that unless God, unless God. He said, I cried unto him in my affliction. Hallelujah. And this young man, you know, after all the foolishness that had happened, he now said, let me get up and go. And he actually got up and went home. He got up and he went home. I love the part of the story that says that when he got there, as he, he had not even reached home when his father saw him far away and ran to go and meet him. There are many of us at times we want to come back to God and then we say that, oh, but because of this or this that I have done, I cannot come back. I don't know which God you are serving, but if it is the God that we serve, the God of the Bible, if it is the God of Abraham, if it is the God of Isaac, if it is Peter's God, if it is Paul's God, then come back. I said, then come back. You will find that he was waiting for you. You will find that he was hoping that you would turn and come. Instead of meeting somebody, rebuking him and saying hard things. The father didn't even ask him. The money I gave you, where is it? He didn't ask. 
I heard that you opened a bar in a nightclub. What have you done? He didn't ask a single question. And when God receives you back, he does not begin to ask you to account for and to pay for what has gone. What is gone is gone. What is important is that you are back. And the father said, let's rejoice. This my son was dead. Do you see I told you that you're not well? He was dead. The father even, even uses a stronger word. He doesn't just say you are, you are not well. He says he's dead. He was dead. But by coming back, he's come alive. From today, I want you to turn back to God. I said, I want you to turn back to God. I want you to turn back to God. I'm ending. Because we belong to a very religious nation, society, you can easily think that all is well with me. But we'll not go to heaven as a nation. We'll go as individuals. Yeah. Why am I saying that? We easily, when you ask somebody, how are you? Nyaminadum. Oh, what? I'm fine. Nyaminadum. Yeah. Even in our speech, we acknowledge that, you know, there's God. But the person who said Nyaminadum, after finishing, she has gone to Emalam across the road, like some of you who went for your resolve's sake. Ah. Oh, yes. Some have gone to go and we're going to look inside. Some of you, you knew when you went to that so-called prophet that he was a false prophet, but you went. He gave you leaves to drink. Where do you see that in your Bible? He boiled things and bathed you. Where do you see that in the Bible? But you went. And you drank it. Hey! But from today, I want you to say that I've turned back. I'm so glad so many years ago I turned back. One day I just woke up and said, this doesn't make sense. If this is all that there is to life, it's useless. It's useless. You wake up, you start to grow, you go to school, you pass your exams, you work, you marry one child, two and a half, 2.5 children, they grow, you get old, and you die. What's the point? What was the, what is the, I'm asking, what's the point? What's the point? All oh, this voila, that you have, what is the point? If at the end of it, where goats go is where we are going. What's the point? I thank God that it's not so. That when you came onto this earth, there was a reason. And God has an expectation of you. You are not a mistake. You are a well thought out reason. And as you are here today, I want to say, turn back. Turn back. How you used to love him, turn back and love him like that. And more. How you used to follow him, turn back and follow him like that. Stand to your feet this afternoon. This afternoon, as you are standing to your feet, I want you to bow down your head. And I want you to just consider yourself. Don't think about anybody else. Especially the friend by you. Don't think about them. Remember I told you that there is a friend in sin. Uh-huh. So don't let this friend by you be the one who stops you from evaluating yourself. What is your stand in God today? As you look at the story of the prodigal son, where do you find yourself? Are you at the point where you have also turned and gone a far country? Are you at the point where the things of God and God himself are no longer interesting and exciting? Then I want to invite you back to God. Come back to him. Come back to him. The young man came back to his senses. And I pray that you will come back to yours today. Come back to your senses. Come back to your senses. And as you come back to your senses, the young man, some humility grips him. He said, I'm going back home. And I'm going to say, Father, 
even as a son, I'm not with. Just receive me like that. May you also consider yourself and say, I have to come back to God. I have to come back to God. This morning, this afternoon, consider yourself. Consider yourself. God the Father is in heaven. What is your stand with him? He gave Jesus his son to pour out his blood for you. Have you received that blood? And can you say with all confidence that I am a new creation? All things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Can you say with all strength that you have received the sacrifice of Jesus Christ? Can you say with all strength that your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life? Can you say with all strength that should your life end today, that you know that you know that you know that you know that you're on your way to heaven if you cannot say that if there's even a shadow of doubt in your mind if there's even just one cloud on the horizon i want to invite you to give your life to jesus christ today right now where we are you too turn back like this boy and come back home for the scriptures say in romans 10 9 and 10 the bible says that the thing you have believed of jesus christ now you must say it with your mouth confess it in order to be saved demons also believe oh yeah they also believe in god the reason why they are not saved is that they cannot say it but you can say and this afternoon i want to invite you inside and outside if you're outside and you can hear my voice i'm speaking to you as well and i'm saying to you give your life to jesus come back home come back home and build your foundation on the solid rock you are here you want to give your life to jesus christ lift up your right hand lift up your right hand lift up your right hand god bless you i see your hands all over god bless you god bless you if your hands are lifted up please take another step and come to me we're going to pray together just step out and come to me god bless you step out and come step out quickly and come step out you may be saying i've always been in church yes but no church died so no church can save you step out and come god bless you as you come god bless you god bless you god bless you step out and come god bless you keep coming keep coming keep coming god bless you god bless you god bless you keep coming keep coming god bless you god bless you as you come god bless you god bless you keep coming God bless you. God bless you as you come. God bless you. God bless you as you come. Hallelujah. You are there. Your heart is beating and you are saying, I want them to pass and finish this part of the service. It means that God is showing you that you too should be down here. You too need to make it right with him. Step out of where you are. I said, forget that friend. Forget the one you came with and just come. Just come. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you today. God bless you as you come. God bless you. God bless you. You want to bow down your head if you're standing in front? I want you to pray this prayer after me. God bless you. Just come. God bless you. Pray this prayer with me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you for each one standing here this afternoon. I pray for them. I ask that you watch over them and keep them and establish them, O God, in their faith. And Lord, let them rise up to be with you.
at your appointed date. In Jesus' name. Amen.